0: Muhammad, Muhammad, محمد
1: Rasulullah
0: الرسول الله رسول الله, رسول
1: الله, محمد
0: الرسول الله يا Assalamu alaikum wa Welcome to another episode of the Conviction Project where we remove your doubts about Islam. Today, uh, we are going to talk about the topic of Ramadan. Um, we are just a day away from beginning the holy month and uh, uh, I'd like to welcome our uh, our host and uh, guest, uh, Chief Guest, Muhabi Farhan Iqbal Saab. Assalamu alaikum wa
1: rahmatullah
0: all right so friends up we are just like i said uh about to start the month of ramadan before we get into some of the things that uh, i was hoping we could we could discuss maybe if we could first jump in and and uh look at how first of all what ramadan really is very generally and then how how we can best take advantage
1: so ramadan uh, is a month uh, that muslims look forward to every year and uh, it's a time uh, for many things for reflection for reformation for um, you know it's like a refresher course or a training course hazur has as khalifatul the 5th may allah be his helper has mentioned it as like a tra- training camp in one of his sermons so it's a, it's a time to reflect it's a time to uh, you know step back from our other things worldly pursuits and focus on our spirituality it's a, it's a, it's a lot of things right Ramazan is is about a lot of things and uh, recently i just finished a book uh, effortless and uh, by the way it's something uh, we could talk about if uh, you know you get a chance to to read it uh, in the future it's a, it's a wonderful book and and uh you know i was thinking one of the co- topics that he brings up the author his name is greg he, one of the things that he brings up is essential you know what is essential and and he actually wrote another book that i want to read now it's called essentialism so he talks about how we could we should really focus on things that are essential in our lives instead of jumping on too many projects or too many things right so ramadan made, makes me reflect about that as well that sometimes you know we are so engrossed in so many things and Ramazan is a time, kind of a time where you know you know god is saying to us to pull back and 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 focus on the essential which is your spirituality right so if we focus on our spirituality uh, then everything else will just fall in place so yeah i mean that's one uh, thing to keep in mind and how do we how do we prepare uh, for for ramadan that's a, something that is uh, or how do we, how do we benefit from ramadan that's something that's on everyone's minds uh, when ramadan is starting and if that can that can also be something that we can just boil do- down to just a handful of things right um, so n- number one offering prayers right, in congregation. Number two, offering Nawafil, right? Uh, especially early in the morning, if possible, try to try to offer nafil at that time, or after Isha, where we have the Taravi prayers. Um, lahi, remembrance of Allah. That's, you know, it's a time where, when we are not eating food and not always concerned about food, so we have that time and that mental space to spend more energy and effort towards uh, remembrance of Allah. And then, of course, there is the recitation of the Holy Quran, uh, at least one reading of the entire Holy Quran during the month of Ramadan. And then also going back and making sure that we are listening to the khutbat of huzur anwar May Allah helper, and other MTA programs that are out there. So, uh, yeah, these are the, the ways in which we can uh, benefit for the month of Ramadan and get prepared for it.
0: Awesome. Great points there, uh, Mirbi You know, uh, one of the things that I, uh, I think I, I've personally come to appreciate, and although when I bring this up with um, non-Muslims, they may not agree because they may not see any kind of empirical evidence of this, and I'm going to maybe probe you for that, is that our, uh, our physical being has a big impact on our spiritual being, just like our physical being has an impact on our emotional state. There's the, all of our various paradigms of existence are intertwined and uh, correlated. So, um, you know, when, when we fast, uh, one, you know, Muslims can testify to the fact that because of depriving ourselves from a specific, you know, a physical uh, amenity, we can call it, um, we, we are, uh, in, yeah, it's impacting our spirituality, but whenever, whenever I've, brought this point up to non uh, non-muslims they tend to uh disagree because maybe there's a lack of empirical evidence so maybe if we can discuss this aspect because you even in your answer you were saying that um by doing so and so we are able to look after our essentials our spirituality right right so right
1: so you, you you're talking about the the relationship of the physical and the spiritual exactly right? yeah yeah you know it's interesting that uh, when it comes to fasting, uh, it has a lot of different impacts. I mean, nowadays people talk about intermittent fasting and how it has a good impact on our health and all that. And you know, so 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 not just our physical health that is that is impacted by fasting, but there's also a spiritual connection. Uh, many years ago, I had a chance to um, research uh, Aboriginal faiths and. Uh, they there you know there's a concept among the aboriginal uh, peoples which is called the vision quest and fasting is an important element of that right so fasting is found in aboriginal faiths fasting is found in um, in christianity fasting is found in other faiths uh, all over the world right and and in many cases they they claim that it it has a connection with our spirituality So so what is that connection? That connection uh, is among other things, it is the ability, when we turn away from food, which is our most essential uh, requirement in life, when we turn away from that, it gives us that mental space and physical space to really zero in on our spiritual uh, improvement and spiritual upliftment. Uh, It gives us that time that we did not have otherwise. And so from a personal perspective, I would say that this is one aspect in which this happens. Of course, there are many other uh, things that are related to this. So for instance, there is the fact that God Almighty himself says that all of the other actions of, uh, of a believer are for himself. But when it comes to fasting, it is for me. This is in Sahih Bukhari. There's a tradition of the Holy Prophet, so fasting is something that we are doing for God Almighty alone. And God says he is the reward for this because God says that my servant has given up, you know, something so important to him, which is his food, um, you know, which is his nourishment. So I will reward him for that. So there is that element as well, that it is such a great sacrifice that uh, God turns to us, even greater. You know that hadith, the other hadith that says that if you wake up in the early part of the night, sorry, the later part of the night, closer to uh, the morning, and that is the time for tahajjad, that's the time when God is in the nearest heaven. That's a a metaphor to mean that since you have given up your sleep to offer prayer, then God uh, listens to your prayers more because you have made that sacrifice. So, sacrifice has a very uh, close connection with our spirituality, and that the same happens in, in, in Ramadan.
0: Definitely. I'd like to echo that because one thing that I, I've seen, you know, um, and I, the promised Messiah salam, has elaborated on this in philosophy of the teachings of Islam, and this kind of always stuck with me, where he um, talked about even the mannerisms in which you eat uh, affect your spirituality or the, what you eat, people who eat more meat tend to have uh, certain types of temperaments, right? Um, people who are entirely vegetarian have different temperaments. So um, these, these kind of things, I think there's almost no doubt that um, many faiths recognize the importance of um, having that kind of physical restraint that impacts your spirituality. Um, I wanted to go to another aspect, and this is a notion I've seen kind of echoed online as well, um, is that Muslims fast to, uh you know they they do it to potentially garner and improve their empathy and sympathy for for others who are maybe going through some uh, you know starvation or hunger and whatnot so uh i had heard about you know an, a, a sentiment that had been echoed online and this was about um you know why is it that muslims need a whole month of going through what they do in order to have that empathy why can't you just have it on your own um, maybe that's that was an interesting one, and I think it's worth bringing up for uh, for now. So, Mirza, what do you think about that?
1: Yeah, so uh, you know, it, it, this is it, this happens every year. Like when Ramadan comes around, I see a lot of critics of Islam and ex-Muslims uh, raising questions. Like, or, you know, even things like, or Ramadan is such a horrible month, God forbid, where you are, you know, not eating and not sleeping and it's tiring and there's fatigue and then you get nothing out of it. There's nothing to it. And, uh, you know, all kinds of allegations. And then this is a new one that uh, both of us have come across, which is the, uh, well, if you have empathy, you will take care of the poor. Why do you need Ramadan to do that? The thing is that, that, you know if you if you know anything about human nature, uh, you would come to understand that uh, that we need those reminders. We need that uh, that exercise sometimes to draw our attention. Empathy is built you know in in some cases, if you are a really good person and you go out and reach out to the poor, and that's good. a lot of people do that. But in other cases, you need you need to be reminded of what they are going through and when 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 we give up food for the most of the most of the day for the bigger part of the day it helps us understand uh, the 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 suffering right of people who are starving there are people who are starving in afghanistan there are people who are starving in yemen nowadays and 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 you know most of the time these are just statistics that are reported in our in our newspapers or on social media, and we we don't we don't generally automatically build that empathy. But if, when we give up food for a certain number of hours, it really brings on that feeling. So human beings, you know, when it comes to experience. I believe that that is what can bring on true empathy, as opposed to, you know, somebody just writes a tweet and gets a lot of retweets and says, oh, I'm, I have empathy, right? That's not going to bring empathy. You know, it's a, it's, a, it's a smart, you know, an attempted way uh, to, to criticize Islam, but that's not going to bring empathy. Empathy is brought on, through actually experiencing that that is why those people who are actually who have seen the poor people and have lived among them or have helped them directly will have greater, greater empathy as opposed to someone who is far away from these things out of sight out of mind right so th- th- this is um, this is what is important that we need uh, that um, we need to experience that in order to uh, in order to um, have that true empathy, and I think it's it's unfair to make that kind of uh, criticism, right?
0: That's a great point, Mabisav. Um, I know when I was uh, going through my schooling, they used to teach us a lot about the importance important distinction of sympathy versus empathy. So, sympathy you're you're not necessarily in the person's shoes, and that's how always it was taught. To us. The empathy is you literally go out of your way to, you know, and you may not have to necessarily go out of your way, but you're placed in those uh, those people's shoes. And only then can you really understand what and why they're, uh, you know, feelings a certain way. So um, I think uh, Ramadan is indeed a great, uh, great way to get that uh, kind of feeling. So uh, just uh, before we wrap up here, is there any tips here for our listeners, Rabbi um, Saab, that they, they should try to embody for this month and maybe Things that we can do.
1: Yeah. Think of think of Ramadan as, as as a refresher course, as as a time to reflect. And and I, I think one thing to be wary of is, is not starting Ramadan in with such excitement that after two or three days you get burnout and you're not able to continue or maintain the pace that you have on day one or day two. Right, and this is another point, by the way, that was brought up in the book, uh, uh, Effortless, and uh, I, I strongly recommend Akbar for you to grab a copy and uh, and read it, um, and uh, and and our listeners as well. If if you you know, it's a it's a good book. I mean, not mm-hmm. necessarily in Ramadan or maybe after Ramadan. It's up to you whenever you have time. Mm-hmm. But uh, what I'm saying is that you know he he talks about burnout, and it was so good the way he talked about it is that. It happens to so many of us that we overwork ourselves to the point that we're not able to have that same kind of productivity, right? Rather than spending a limited amount of time every day on a task, we spend too much time on it on day one. And then for the rest of the week, you know, I've seen people get sick. I've seen people uh, disappear. I've seen people who, who stop responding to phone calls because they're so exhausted. So, so. The same thing with Ramadan, keep that in mind that, uh, you know, pace yourself Uh, don't have to you don't have to um, do everything on day one, Um, especially when you're trying to change your schedule. And, you know, the the first day is going to be hard because uh, you're not eating, and and, and er, your body reacts to that. There's more hunger that we face on day one, as opposed to day two or day three. You know, usually, I, in, generally, I've seen that by day three or day four, the body is already adapted. That's the beauty of the human body, that we're already adapted, and you're feeling a lot less hungry on day three because you know uh, y- your body clock has has shifted. So, so uh, you know, do, do keep that simple simple tip in mind that you do want to finish the Holy Quran and and the best way to do it is to read one part of the Quran every day for 30 days, as opposed to just, uh, you know, trying to do a lot in the first few days and then not being able to finish. Mm -hmm. Right. So keeping those, those uh, tips in mind, like I said, uh, offering Salat as much as possible in congregation, uh, praying to Allah, right. Uh, Offering Nawafil, right. Uh, Especially early in the morning or, uh, after Isha with the Tarawi prayers, um, attending Darsul Quran wherever you are, you can uh, attend uh, Darsul Quran and uh, um, and uh, you know reading the Holy Quran, going through the whole Quran uh, from the start to finish, and finally listening to the Khalifatul Masih, right, uh, his Friday sermons. And then there's this program this week with Huzur which is very interesting and uh, very in, uh, you know educational. So all these things we should do at a pace that is good for us, so that we come out of Ramadan on the other side, having developed new habits, good habits, that uh, we can maintain for the rest of the year.
0: Definitely. JazakAllah Rabbi those are great tips, and uh, inshallah we are able to take advantage of, of this blessed month, to take further strides uh, towards Allah. And I'd like to, I think, wrap up the episode here. So JazakAllah for your time Rabbi and. Uh, JazakAllah Tower listeners who joined in. We wish you a very, uh, you know, blessed Ramadan, Ramadan Mubarak to all our viewers. And um, uh, we can also, and Sab, if you could maybe uh, share the email that uh, we can use in any contact. Yeah, so
1: if you have any feedback, any questions, any topics that you feel that we should talk about, uh, the Conviction Project at gmail.com is the email. You can go to our website, theconvictionproject.com um for an archive of our previous episodes and you were listening to this on multiple platforms on spotify and other platforms you can find us wherever you get your podcasts um but do give us do give us feedback uh, for future uh, episodes yeah. so that we can improve
0: absolutely nizakla, Abin, to our listeners assalamu alaikum rahmatullah Muhammad, Muhammad, Muhammadur Rasulullah Rasulullah, Rasulullah, Muhammadur
1: Rasulullah
0: Salli ala nabiyyina Habibina